shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. The grace of God is going to be a simple simple teaching. I believe the prayer has already covered most of it. <laughs> the prayer of meekness, thoughts, already covered what the season is very clear. What God was wanting to bring, righteousness, knowledge, just God just wants to overload you with knowledge. Overload you with His righteousness. It will bully out all those other knowledges. Yes, it will bully it out. That's why you have to be so engaged in this season. To bully out, you can't. You know, you can't overcome those other thoughts by yourself. You know, you just wake up, you just start feeling somehow. You know, there are some things. I remember those days. I don't wake up suddenly and start feeling depressed. I don't know. I did not sleep depressed though. <laughs> so what happened? What happened between 10 p.m. when I went to bed and 7 a.m. when I woke up? I just woke up. I was feeling somehow. Why? It means some. You can't control some of those things. Those things that the enemy has put in us over the years. It would take another flaw to deal with them. So we have to be so engaged in this season for what has to flow. Uh, we give God praise. So First Corinthians chapter two, um, from verse. I'll start from verse one. Reading from verse one to fourteen. First Corinthians chapter two, from verse one to fourteen. Amen. So all of you online who are getting used to online, try your you people in Edmonton. That don't get used to it too. <laughs> I never know, shall, but don't get used to it. So we'll, we'll start meeting again. Uh, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, from verse one to fourteen, the Bible says, "And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom." Declaring unto you the testimony of God. Uh, for I determined not to know anything amongst you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Now this, uh, last night, this is what I taught at the Faith Seekers Bible Study. Uh, and what, uh, because you know, a number of them are you know, just recently born again, some of them are growing. Uh, this, this is a very important scripture to see. Because in this scripture, Femi, like you were there last night, you see that it's a progression of the Christian journey. It, Paul was actually just explaining it was explaining ministry from getting a man born again to getting imperfect. <laughs> he was explaining the whole ministry and all the processes of the ministry is there. So the first thing when the first thing Paul when Paul came to, wants to visit a church or a people a set of believers am I communicating? Imagine like the first time maybe Reverend K came to us he won't just come and start teaching book of revelations. No. He won't even be teaching revelation. Revelation at all. He won't even be teaching Hebrews. He will teach yes. First, what he will now do, he will first, he will start with the beginning. That's how, yeah, I say, I, 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 I will not, I will watch it too. You know, Pastor Mecca was the first to minister. Pastor Mecca was the first to minister on Thursday. You watch his ministration. He started with the beginning. Because he, not, he has not known us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Reverend has known us for some time. But Mecca has never ministered to us before. He hasn't known us. So he started from the beginning. Yeah. 
You know, it's like when you started, and I went to the very beginning, and I brought it out from there. That that Pastor Becker's message. I just want the skill. Yeah. <laughs> because when you come to a people for the first time, you don't you know they are born again, you heard about them, but you haven't you don't really know. So first you have to establish the beginning. Yeah. And what's the beginning? I I don't want to see anything else among you first. I don't see anything else. Save Jesus Christ and him crucified. That one is the foundation of everything. That you believe in Jesus Christ and that he died for your sins. Not that I just believe him that he's somebody. Well, I remember one, one former president of the U.S., they asked him, what do you think about Jesus? Who is Jesus Christ to you? He said, ah, Jesus, I, I, Jesus is a great philosopher, my day. He's a great... I say, are you mad? Philosopher. <laughs> 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 so I believe in him. He's a great philosopher. No, you don't believe that's what he wants. He's not complete. Yeah? He's not a philosopher. He's a savior. And he's your Lord, you foolish man that you're talking <laughs> Now, if you refuse that lordship, they will pack you up and throw you in hell. Yeah. And after a while, they enter, they now pack up that hell and throw it in lake of fire. Don't be foolish. Mm-hmm. So that's the foundation. So if, I'll just tell you, if the day come where any of us here don't believe in Jesus Christ and Him crucified, we give you the liberty to pack your Bible and be, and be going. <laughs> just saying <laughs> we give you us liberty to pack yourself and be going if we are not if we don't longer believe in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross that he died amen and on the third day he was resurrected and he didn't just do it because he wanted to play movie he did it because he wanted to save me wanted to save you that's the foundation of everything and that's our foundation in this place in this fellowship it's the foundation of every believer. It has to be the foundation. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Verse 3 now says, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. He wanted to see that thing. He wanted to establish that thing. Praise the name of the Lord. But now that, he, after he has seen that thing, the next thing is what? Verse 4. He now says that, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. So now you don't preach wisdom yet. When you are talking to babies, you don't preach wisdom to babies. What happens instead? But in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Now hold on first, before you summarize. I know, you know many people who quote this scripture. And says that my speech is not with enticing words of man's speech. And they use it to attack word of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Say we are getting too difficult. No. Read, let's read everything first before you conclude. There will be people like to judge. The, the funniest thing there, I always found is that the scriptures that people use, that the enemy gives to people to use to fight God, that same scripture, if you read it properly, yes, actually yes. is the answer. From the top to the bottom, is actually the answer yes. that proves why. <laughs> I've this all the time. <laughs> Satan is a deadly guy. He's a letter boy. Yeah. He'll go and pick one, one letter. He says, but my, but my speech and preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but with demonstration of the spirit and power. Forget too much talk. You need to show miracles and wonders for me to believe you. You know, people will not come. No, 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 don't conclude. Read, read on. The same way I was teaching somebody. You know, some people, will, and a lot of times people are used to attack me. 
personally, when I preach like I'm not yet enter kingdom. That they say, except a man be born again, you get me, you cannot see the kingdom of God. I know in time past where we've had discussions in other places. Yeah. People, will say, people will say, no, 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 no. But it is the father's good and I say with so much passion, it is the father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Ah, we should be I want to make to say it and all that to say again. They said the father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. But go and read after <laughs> After Jesus has really battered the disciples out of mercy, but that's actually the Father's good pleasure. That was the scripture where he was saying, "Say, take no thought for your life." Yes, yes. He was there. He was teaching that. They now say, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek it. You have to push it." So after saying all those words, and he knew they were hard words, he now says, "It's the Father's good pleasure to give the kingdom." Go read it. Did that thing, and you know that they used that thing to defeat me for many years. That I couldn't, I couldn't even argue back. Mm-hmm. Until one day, God now saved me. God now told me to go and read that whole chapter. Mm-hmm. And I read the whole chapter and say, yay. So all the, Satan is a devil. That's just it. He's an evil, he's a devil. He knows how to put word, one word, just one, from scripture, just one quotation. He'll just put it in someone's mind. And that man, he'll use it to, to block that man from salvation. That man would never think he has to seek anything. He has to pursue after God, God's righteousness. If they tell you to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, does that, that means that you are not yet the, kingdom, the righteousness yes, of God now. Yeah. And actually the Bible never said you are the righteousness of God. It said that ye might become the righteousness of God. That ye might be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But yes, you can make an argument that in your spirit. Because righteousness is in your spirit by the Holy Ghost. The spirit of righteousness in your spirit, man. So you can't make that argument for your spirit. But you cannot make that argument for your soul. For the soul that doeth righteousness is that he that doeth righteousness is righteous. That's soul dimension. A soul that does. Amen. So many a times I tell people that if you have maybe you've had a a a contrary notion of this of this of some some scriptures and we are saying something different or it appears that we are saying something different don't judge us yet do you get me don't judge us yet hold it am i communicating until better light comes because most likely where you got that idea from was from an unskillful unskillful administration let me just i don't know the other word to use an unskillful preacher. Uh-huh. Because the Bible says that he that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. So if all I know, all I preach is milk, it means that I'll be making error. In the, that's what that means. It doesn't mean I don't know the word of righteousness. I may know some things concerning the word of righteousness. Meaning I may know some scriptures concerning Christ. But I'm not accurate. That's what that means. When somebody is unskillful, it makes mistakes. For example, at the workplace, if you have somebody who, is, who doesn't have experience, yeah. you will see that he will be making mistakes in day-to-day duties. Yeah. If you give him some tax, they will have to watch the person. A supervisor will have to supervise the person. It's the reason why when you first get hired to your workplace, they have to supervise you. Yes. Because you are unskillful yeah. in the business dealings of that company. So they will have to supervise you Sorry, can I take out this sweater? <laughs> sweater. <laughs> Amen. 
they will have to supervise you for like a year to make sure that you learn skill of the job. So the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 5 verse 13 that he that useth milk is unskillful. That's the problem with, is with a soul who useth milk and milk only. He is unskillful, meaning he's inaccurate in the world of righteousness. He will be making errors. He will be making errors of judgment. He will be making wrong conclusions. So I always, I always implore Christians, don't make conclusions about doctrine yet. If you, are, if you have not yet journeyed in the doctrine of Christ. God is actually watching that. The soul, let me check, let me tell you the honest truth. The souls that God brings into the world of righteousness, that God will elevate most of the time, are souls who haven't made conclusions. Yes. You will check it. There are some people who are too hard in their in their doctrine, in what they in their or in their denomination, or what they believe, or what they you know, and they don't know anything. No. <laughs> I'm sorry to say they don't know anything. Because what happens? It's not just me that saying they don't know anything. Ephesians chapter one says they don't know anything. As good as the efficient church was, Paul knew they did not know anything. Huh? We can go and read it. Let's see Ephesians chapter 1. Paul knew they did not know, they did not know anything. If, he, if they knew something, he wouldn't have bowed his knees and start praying for wisdom of knowing something. <laughs> Amen. Uh, just quickly, it says uh, Ephesians 1 from verse 15. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope. So, it means before this, they did not have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. In the, that means they did not know him, in the knowledge of him. And it means that the eyes of the enlightened, the eyes of their understanding was not enlightened. And it also means that they did not know the hope of their calling. Huh. So many, many Christians, imagine if the efficient church who were Christians that they call saints, you read verse 1, he called them saints. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus. So it means that I'm born again doesn't mean I'm enlightened. I am born again doesn't mean I even know anything about God. Amen? Uh, uh, I am I am I scattering some theology? I am born again doesn't mean I know I don't I know anything about God, really. That so I may know some things about God, but it's all inaccurate. Meaning that's what they call darkness, the opposite of enlightenment. Uh, as Femi says a lot, it's darkened understanding. So if my understanding is darkened, I may know so, I may know in part. I may know some things, but I'm inaccurate. I am unskillful. I mean, I, I, I make errors. I make consistent errors. And it will take a meek man to admit that he's making errors. It will take a meek man to do what? To admit that I make errors in judgment. Let me go to somebody who has better judgment than I have. So I can learn his judgment. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, this thing, this, let me tell you, Christianity really is all about from humility to humility. It will take a level of humility to submit to the world of righteousness. Yeah. Then it will then take another dimension of lowliness to obey God fully. Jesus said, I am meek and lowly in heart. I'm not just meek, I am lowly. Meaning I am simple. 
A simple man has space to do God's will. A man who is too busy, who is not simple, doesn't have space. <laughs> and it takes a, a lot of lust and ambition not to have space. Let me, let me to be very honest with you. I'm just, I'm just talking. Amen? I'm just talking. To be very honest with you, if you really, really check your life, that you say you are too busy. Hmm? If you, you are not really busy. It's ambition that is filling the space. Yes. Sometimes we don't need that second job. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'm very nice. I say sometimes. I, I, yes, it's actually many times. Let me say many times. <laughs> but I want to be nice. I say sometimes we don't need that second job. Amen. Sometimes, actually, this one, you don't have to watch that show. You have become addicted to it when you feel you have to. Yes. Don't worry, I have experience with that. Yes. God is the last, the final enemy that is that, that my football. God is delivering me almost completely from it now. Now I can do without even seeing anything called soccer. Before I cannot. And I'll be, I'll be making. You know, we have argument for it. Ah, uh, no, you have to be doing something now. You can't just be away. You have to know some. You have to be able to. Yeah, it's good. But you know, I can go a whole month now and not even check any soccer score. <laughs> Last year, I couldn't do that. Last year, at least a week after, okay, I'll now. I'll, last year, I've grown to a way where I don't have to do it maybe a weekend. I can hold it. Then during the week, I'll still check some highlights. Do you get me? But that thing is still there. Why can I not do without checking the highlights? Very true. <laughs> is happy for me. <laughs> I'm happy for my... Now, all of a sudden, I now have more time in my life. Hmm? People ask me, how am I raising, raising children, doing all these things? I don't, it's not too long, like it's, it's getting less and less strenuous. Mm-hmm. Because I, I began, especially this year, God has really begun to hammer down. Zero in. Movies. Before I watch movie, they have to approve it. <laughs> they have to approve it. I know that sometimes you can be watching movie. Back then, when I'm watching a movie, and maybe something else come out, I have to finish the movie. Otherwise, I'll not be okay. They're also delivering me from that. I can, watch, I can start watching a movie for 30 minutes and just go. And go and do other things. And I'll never even come back. I'll never come back to that movie. Before the thing will be doing you, you know the movie will be entrapping you. Uh-huh. And I see some good movies like that. But they've started sharpening those things. Sharpen and all of a sudden I'm not realizing that I'm having extra time in my day. <laughs> I'm having extra time. So I'm actually not that busy after all. <laughs> what was causing my problem was all those iniquities and all those idols that are taking taking space and ambitions and lusts and pride of lives that has taken the extra space in the 24 hours of my day that will now make me say I am too busy to come for meeting I am too busy to listen to message you are not too busy you can pause that show to hear message if you let's say you have gone the whole day you have not heard message and you are watching show are you hearing me online I say you can pause that show to hear a message. Hmm? And if maybe you are not going to a place where God can be leading you on whether to watch or not, what you can do, you can also discipline yourself. Yeah. You don't have to wait for Holy Ghost to tell you. We know it's ready righteousness. 
<laughs> Holy Ghost, I need to tell you <laughs> that you've gone a whole day. You have not read your Bible. You have not listened to even if it's thirty minutes of a message. I'm not even saying I'm not even saying listen to the whole two hours. Even if it's thirty minutes of you have not listened once and you are watching show. Guilty conscience. I'm telling you now. Guilty conscience should affect your soul. Pause that show and go and hear at least thirty minutes. Go and read your Bible at least thirty minutes. Then before you should be free to go and watch the show again. These are not the days. Redeeming the time. For what? The days are evil. These are not these are evil days. It's clear. These are not the days to not be redeeming your time. Eh? Do you hear me? These are not the days to not be redeeming your time. It's in good days that you cannot redeem your time and be okay. But if the Bible says the days are evil, better start redeeming the time. You better start redeeming your time. Be watchful of your time. Be watchful of your time in this season. You are not too busy to hear the word of righteousness that is able to save. They call it the engrafted word that is able to save your soul. Ah, uh-uh. Why am I too busy for that which can save my soul? I, I'm not too busy. I can redeem my time. Some of us, let me be honest, some of us is sleep. Some of us may not be sure. You may not be watching show. You may not that's not even our problem. You not be. You may not even be soccer or any idol or Instagram or in, that will not even be our problem. Some of us we sleep too much. Hmm? Let me just be honest. Some of us we oversleep. You, you are an adult. You shouldn't be sleeping twelve hours in a day, any day at all. What are you doing with twelve hours sleeping? Sleeping competition. Ah. In fact, ten hours is even too much. Seven, you're an adult. It's when you are young and growing, when you're a teenager, that at least nine hours. By now, seven hours should be satisfactory. I know some people may not be liking this. Seven hours, okay, last, last, eight hours. And then if you now have a free day, maybe you have a busy week, okay, nine hours. It shouldn't pass nine hours. Do you know what I even do? I say, if it didn't pass, me, I don't sleep more than seven hours now. If it pass, I set my alarm, I wake up. Last last, I will. What I'll now do is that now I'll now take a nap later in the day. But let me discipline myself not to be sleeping more than seven hours in a day. I do that diligently so that okay, if I now wake up in seven hours, it was not enough, and I wake up tired. I'll now do some things and then go back to sleep. Now take a nap during the day to catch up. But we should not be well. And some people, do you know, some why some people don't used to go for life meetings because of sleep. Oh. Mm. It's not because they are working; they sleep. I'll listen to the message later. They will sleep. So there's a rule that <laughs> message at twelve thirty. They say, <laughs> "No." Okay, so Friday nights you slept. They slept at one. Okay, one plus seven is how many? Is eight. So eight a.m. you should be awake. Eight thirty you should be awake. Worst case scenario, nine o'clock in the morning you should be awake. She'll be sleeping past 9 o'clock in the morning. You are an adult. If we were teenagers, I could have been saying it differently. But we're adults. There is time. Check your life. There is something that is taking your time that should not be taking your time. And it's not work's fault. It's not because of work. It could be when you are doing excessive overtime and want to take a second job. That one is now agreed. That is what we call ambition. That is part of that one. But it's not work's fault. Neither is it your school's fault. Amen? 
most times it's because of those extra excesses that we've we cannot live without our, some, something has told us we cannot live without it now i'm not just i don't want to be too harsh and saying you shouldn't watch any show you shouldn't watch any movie you shouldn't watch uh, sleep past seven hours i don't want to be too harsh but you get what i mean ah uh, do it with reason balance it out check it if you are not doing well in right world of righteousness then you have to go and check those things check them pause the movie pause the show sleep less wake up early listen to message and then go back to sleep instead do that instead <laughs> huh? rather, than, rather than sleeping into like 11 make sure you wake up early wake up seven wake up eight nine listen to message bless yourself bless your soul read as read bible then you can now, if you now want, if you don't have anything else to now do in the day, you can now go back to go and sleep. But don't let anything steal your joy in this season. This is your joy. Scripture is your joy. The word is your joy. You can't let, you have to fight this good fight of faith. So you lay hold on it. It's a fight, we know. It's a fight. We have to fight it. Amen. Amen. There's one thing that... Uh, there's one thing that you can guarantee you will get from the dark side, from the enemy, is that he's a fighter. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. <laughs> Do you get me? You know when something is guaranteed? It means that at 12 midnight, he's ready to fight you. <laughs> 7 a.m. he's ready to He's guaranteed. He wake up to war. That's what what did uh, what did Bishop Yudi Paul say? If you know that, if you realize that every morning you wake up, wake up into a war. Uh huh. Your prayer life will change. It means your fellowship with God will change. Why does God say that you need to put on the whole armor of God? Let's go and read it. Let's go and read it. Ephesians chapter six. We need to wake up. We're in a fight. We are in a fight. Amen. Verse 10, six, verse, 10. verse 10. Help me read, sir. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the powers of mind. Uh-huh. Put on the whole armor of God, that he may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. So if you don't put on the armor, what, can you stand against the walls of the devil? So now, this is... Now, let, let me now make this rudimentary. Let's, let's, amen. Let's make it very rudimentary now. Very rudimentary. Very rudimentary. Now, for the sake of example, imagine if Femi is my enemy. God forbid. <laughs> imagine if Femi is my enemy and I'm faced with, and he's a very, very fearsome enemy. I'm faced with two choices. Either I succumb to him. Femi is stronger than me. There's nothing I can do. Sorry, sir. I'll do whatever he wants because you are stronger than me. I have two choices. Either I succumb to the enemy because Femi is a fear, he's going to fight. But me, I don't want to fight. So I will succumb and say, no, that's one choice. The second choice is this. You know he's going to fight. He's guaranteed he's going to fight. The second choice is go and find somebody who is stronger than him. And take that one's strength and use him to fight, to resist the enemy. So really, let's make this rudimentary. Is that clear? Let's make it rudimentary. We are, it's two options. Either you fight or you submit to Satan. One of the two. And how do we give up? I don't want to fight, Joe. This thing is too difficult. Let me go and... Submit. So it's not like I like Satan, no. No, you don't have to like him. <laughs> huh? Satan, everybody that is under Satan, it's not everybody that likes him that is under him. In fact, most people who are under him, they don't like him. 
That's why he hides himself. Nobody, some people, not, some people say, I don't believe in God. They also believe in Satan. But Satan is the one who is governing their life. You don't have to like Satan for you to be under him. He knows you won't even like him. So for me, that is not an option. It's not an option to give up the fight, to submit and say, oh, yeah, I don't want to fight. I don't want to, I'm tired. I don't want to go through the struggle. I don't want to go through the exercise. No. We must go through the exercise. We must go through the exercise. We have to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We have to hunger and test for righteousness in order to be filled. It means you have to hunger and test. That's the workout. Hunger and test righteousness in order to be filled. If you see all this amory is righteousness. All this amory is the word. If you begin to see, I've mentioned, I've taught it before. The gospel fits short with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What is that? Word. Belt of truths. What is that? Word. Sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Breastplate of, of righteousness, which is what? Word. The gospel of Christ. The righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith is the gospel of Christ. So it's word. Shield of faith. How does faith come? Word. So all of the old armor is word. So you need to deck yourself with knowledge. Deck yourself with the word. To war against, stand in the evil day. To war against all the wiles of the enemy. You cannot avoid it. It's either that or submission. It's either you stand or you give up. And the Bible says we are not of them that draw back unto perdition. Mm. It means if you give up, where are you giving up unto? Perdition. So it's not an option. We are not of them that draw back unto perdition. To hell. So it means if you draw, if you draw back, you are, it's hell you are heading to. If you draw back, you are drawing back to hell. But what, what is the opposite, Femi? But as... Uh, we are of those who um, continue unto the saving of the soul. Unto the saving of the soul. Yes. Meaning faith. Mm-hmm. Unto, it means... Un- and you know what saves the souls is what? Word of righteousness. Because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word. And that word is the gospel of Christ revealed, righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. So faith grows. So rather than draw back, what's the opposite of draw back? Move further. It's all motion. There's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no stagnancy in the spirit. Let me just tell you that. There's no vacuum in the spirit. There's no, you can't, in fact, the fact that you are stagnant means you are drawing back. Think about it. Because people are overtaking you. So it means you are not in the same position you were before. You are drawing back. So you are either drawing back, amen, or you are moving further, forward. Either way, you are in motion. Is that clear? Is that way is what? You are in motion. I believe those online, they are hearing me well. Either way, what is, what is happening to you? You are in motion. So we are not of them that do motion backward unto perdition. We do motion upward towards God. And we will not relent. We will fight this good fight of faith. Until, they get me, until we haven't yet to. Let's not, we can't deceive ourselves. We have not yet, Femi was saying on Thursday. <laughs> You have not none of us yet have laid hold on eternal life. So if you have not yet laid hold, what should you still be doing? Still be fighting, keep fighting the good fight of faith. 
And God has given us one another to encourage ourselves in this fast, right? So we must stay together. We must be united. We must fight this battle together. Imagine if I'm putting on armor. Femi is putting on armor. All of us are putting on armor together. What if, if we add all those armor, what kind of armor is that? In fact, they got to, if, if one person is putting on the whole armor of God, Satan cannot fight that person. That person will become a guard for many. Imagine how if many are putting on the armor of God. Satan is finished now. <laughs> the guy is finished. <laughs> He's finished. Satan cannot fight the armor of God. We must put on that armor. We must put on what? That armor. Satan cannot, I repeat, Satan cannot, Satan is not that strong in comparison to the armor of God. Okay, let me put it to you this way. How many of us have seen all these movies of dragons? How big they are, how large they are. Do you know to men, Satan is a dragon? But to God, Satan is a dragonfly. You know, I had a dragonfly, you use your hand, you clap, you've killed it. You know when a fly is flying in your hand, in your house, you just use your hand, you killed it. <laughs> and God can't even use his hand with Satan because that one will just crush him too. So God sent angel to go and bind him up. Say, so go and bind up that dragonfly and put him in the, put him in, put him in the bottomless pit for 1,000 years. He got, his use is not yet finished. But, because, but to us, you know, to, to God, we are grasshoppers. Aha, uh-huh. so Satan is a dragonfly. We are what? We are grasshoppers. You know, in the, in the insect world, dragonflies are higher than grasshoppers. Mm-hmm. Meaning they are more deadly, they are more, mm-hmm. you get me. So, so it is. So, uh, as long, and we are grass. well, when I say we, I just mean men, not us. We are turning to lively stones. Mm-hmm. And so, we should be, we, a stone, you use a stone to stone, you can use a stone to stone a dragonfly. Aha, mm-hmm. uh-huh. so I'll stone a serpent. How do you kill serpents with stones? So you need. So we are becoming lively stones. Yes. Uh-huh. So you have armor. Yes. Use the armor. Stone Satan in your life. How do you stone Satan in your life? Where is he? Inside you. Yeah. All that world that they put inside you, that's the Satan. Do not stone it. Yes. With your revelation. Thank you, sir. With your knowledge that you are receiving. Use all this revelation, all this knowledge. Use it to stone Satan in your heart. Stone that serpent till he dies. You know, you don't kill a serpent with one stone. Consistently, week in, week out, day in, day, I'll be getting daily bread, daily revelation, I'll be stoning him, stoning him, stoning him, stoning him. And even after he has died, keep stoning him. Just to make sure, you have to be sure. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. I, this is I was watching a movie, I actually just watched a movie this last week. War. The moment we was war, it was two um two um popular actors, Jason Stratton, who's a he did he does transporter, all those action movie, and then Jet Li, the both action movie stars, they acted the movie. Yes, well, <laughs> so so in the beginning, the Jason Stratton, who was one of the actors, had a had an Asian, he was an FBI agent, he had an Asian partner as uh, as they're going to the partners in the FBI, mm-hmm. so they're working together on the case. So they came to this place where they were come, they came to come and arrest, find the bad guys. And Jet Li was one of the bad guys. So then what happens is that they killed most of the bad guys. Then Jet Li now had Jason, Jason Straton, uh, beat him up and, wanted, and shot him on his arm. And wanted to now finish him off. 
Then Jason, Jason Stratton's uh, Asian partner now came and shot Jet Li. And Jet Li fell in over the deck into the water. And then, so I was like, ah, so Jet Li actor just died in the movie. No. So then, what happened? Jason Stratton now saying, shoot him more. We need to find his body. The guy was, the guy, Asian guy was too confident. Nah, no, I know, I, I know how I shot him. He's dead. He's dead. He was too confident. I've shot him well. He's dead. I shot him twice. Two bullets. And he can't survive it. No, let's go. Don't worry. Let's go. You see, so you can kill Satan and he's not yet dead yet. Mm. What happened was that Jet Li guy, now he, he survived that. He was able to swim away with bullets. He, he, now became, he now went to go and kill that Asian guy and his family. Killed him. Killed the wife. Killed the baby. So the movie was now just war, right? Jason Stratton now just finding Jet Li. <laughs> I won't just the rest of the movie. But he's seen that. I was now saying, yeah, so that's how Satan can be. You can just summarize. Ah, I have enough revelation. Satan cannot tempt me again. I've killed him. I've shot him enough bullets. No, after you shot him enough bullets, go and look at, shoot more. Go and look at the snake and wait a few days to see if he's still alive and shoot him again. See if the any tail, if they make sure no part of that thing is moving inside you again. Consistent killing. Hmm. There are some beings that you have to kill them over and over again yeah. before they finally give up. <laughs> Otherwise, if you don't finish him off, that little tail that is still wiggling can come back and poison you. Can come back and poison you. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, I, I know, like I said, I'm led before they permit me to watch movies. So that, that one was a permission. And I learned, I will pick spirit from the movie. <laughs> As I was watching the movie, I was like, yeah, so this is, this is like Satan. So you can't just shoot him and assume. You have to consistently keep stoning him and keep being at watch and keep keeping the love of the brethren. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, glory to God. We give God praise this afternoon. We've entered afternoon. Amen. Uh, so like I said, we'll be back again next week in person by God's grace. And the Lord will be blessing us more and more. So I was in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verse 4. Now, remember I said that 1 Corinthians chapter 2 uh, as I taught last night in the Faith Seekers Bible Study, is actually Paul describing Christian journey. Starting from being born again, that's verse 2, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Then verse 4, the, we call it milk of the word, demonstration of the Spirit, meaning the Holy Ghost, the sweetness of the Holy Ghost. So, for example, miracles, signs, wonders, that's the next time, that's the next stage. So it says, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, verse 6 is key. Some people will just read verse 4 and summarize scripture and say, you don't need wisdom, you don't need to teach mystery. Verse 6 says, how be it? So, how be it? We speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden mystery, in a wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Now, yesterday I was explaining this thing well. 
Okay, I know some people have questions. He said, oh, but wisdom was for them that are perfect. No, I explained it well. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Let me use the scripture to explain it now. Biblical terminology. Amen. When they say, ye that are perfect, it, not, it not, doesn't mean you are perfect. It means you are in the journey to perfection. You are seeking it. So, but I want to use the scripture. So, if eventually anyone who is online will be able to understand this thing properly. Like I said today, I just want to teach simple. It says, verse 1, Ephesians chapter 1, 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints. To saints, which are Ephesus. Now, whenever you go, if you Google the word saints, it means pure, <laughs> white, perfect, essentially, right? But the people who he was calling saints, he was praying for them to have revelation. <laughs> The people who was calling saints, they did not know the hope of their calling. Because he was praying for them to ask spirit of wisdom and revelation to know the hope of their calling. Those are the people he was calling saints. It means that biblical, the way Bible talks is that as long as you have initiated the journey, do you get me? You will get to the end of it. They will start calling you the end result of it. Because it's a faith terminology. That's how God speaks. So, when the moment you get born again, as long as you continue in that in your Christianity, God knows and eventually, be it in this world and the world to come, one day you become a saint. Yes. So he calls you saint already. The same way, as long as you are on the journey to perfection, as Hebrew will say, laying aside, let us go therefore unto perfection. It means perfection is a journey. As long as you are on the journey to perfection, the Bible calls you perfect. As long as you abide on that, because how is it? Now, it's not even an inaccurate statement. If you are, for example, now, if I am driving on this alleyway to Femi's house, and Femi sees me just turning into the road, what would they say? They say I'm at Femi's house. Yes. <laughs> as long as, unless I want to move my car, turn my car around by myself. And my destination is that I'm going to Femi's house. I am on the straight road that is heading to Femi's house. Bible will call me at Femi's house. That's how they talk. So I am on the road to becoming a saint. They call you a saint. It's only you that can take yourself out of the sainthood. You're already on the road. You're already in motion. Remember the word motion? You're already in motion towards sainthood. You're already in motion towards perfection. So he says, How be it we speak wisdom among them who are seeking perfection? Who are now ready to learn, who hear the perfect man, Christ. Because Christ is the perfect man. So any man who is hearing this revelation of Christ, this doctrine of Christ, a.k.a. word of righteousness, a.k.a. word of life, they have many terminology for it. Amen? You are on the journey to perfection. So they say, how be it? We speak wisdom. Uh, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Meaning on the journey to perfection. Yeah. yeah. Yet not the wisdom of this world, not nor of the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So it's, it's spoken in a mystery. What does that mean? It means that it's mysterious to us that you will need revelation, you will need help, you will need assistance to unearth the mystery. 
Now, hear me. Oh, something is that is a mystery means you don't understand it. The moment you understand it, it's no longer mysterious anymore. It is no longer a mystery. It is now your own. Before, Paul called it the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. It was still a mystery. He was still trying to understand the mystery. At the end of Romans, in the beginning of Romans, he called it the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the end of Romans, he called it my gospel. It means he has understood all the gospel. He has understood it all. There was nothing mysterious about Christ to Paul anymore. <laughs> there was, he has demystified Christ. That's, you can see it in the epistle. He totally demystified Christ. There was nothing mysterious about Christ to him, and maybe of God, but the Christ dimension, there was nothing mysterious anymore to Paul. So he called it my gospel. So he says, but it's a mystery first. So it means you, you need help. And who is this help? Is that spirit again. So as I'll just read now quickly. Verse 8 says, Which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. Verse 10, But God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. So you need help. You need help. To, for, you need help. Then you need revelation. Oh, revelation. I love revelation. You need help. And then you need revelation to unearth mysteries. You need help. And then you need revelation to unearth mysteries. You need help. And then you need revelation to what? To unearth mysteries. And it's the Spirit of God that helps in that revelation. Now, these, these are some of my, these especially 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, 10, 11, 12. Are one of the most, there's a favorite, one of the, I have many favorites now. Do you get me? <laughs> my favorite favorite is the book of Revelation. But I have many favorites. But this one, this one, do you know why this is one of my most favorites? It's because it makes it practical. The way, I've never seen Paul be so practical about explaining how this thing works. <laughs> I've never seen him be so practical because he related it to a man. Yeah. It's so relatable. You can this if you understand First Corinthians chapter two verse nine to twelve. You've understood. In fact, you can. It's hard for you to turn. You've understood how God blesses because He related it to you. Let's see it. He says, "But God had revealed them to unto us by His Spirit." And then today is going to be simple. Amen. God is granting more grace for simplicity. Amen. It says, But God has revealed them unto us by his, by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now the practical ex- explanation. For what man knows the things of a man, but the Spirit of man which is in him? So, they now related it to us, because we are made in the image and likeness of God. So, Paul is saying, think about yourself. Think about yourself. Your friends don't know what you are thinking most of the time. Hmm? Sometimes even your pastor doesn't know what you are thinking most of the time. Except he has spirits of he has spirit of knowledge, word of knowledge, gift of the spirit. 
But there's one person inside you that always knows what you are thinking all the time. Is your spirit. <laughs> huh? One person always knows what you are thinking all the time. Is what? Is your own spirit. God says, well, then Paul was now saying, God is made, we are made in his image and likeness. So it's the same thing with God. That nobody knows what God is thinking. No one knows the mind of God, but the spirit of God that is in him. So it's relatable, it's so practical. So now you now see why it has to be a revelation by the spirit. There's no other way, there's just no other way. Just the same way I cannot, I cannot access what Femi is thinking right now. It's the same way I cannot access what God is thinking. And even more so. <laughs> I'm saying Femi so I can try, but I will still make mistake. But I'm not even saying God at all. So I cannot even bother trying. I can't. I cannot access what God is thinking. So they are now saying to us that you need spirits. It's like the same way you need the spirit of James to know what James is thinking. It's the same way you need the spirit of God to know what God is thinking. You know, this thing, not knowing what men are thinking is one of the biggest reasons for a lot of fights. Especially from where we come from. Even in the church. They pray against your enemies. They pray against, and everybody will be looking around themselves in church. You get, why? Because maybe one brother offended them or said something. Now I think that brother is the enemy. Not knowing the brother was having a bad day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you are just having a bad day. <laughs> not too personal. He's <laughs> not a witch. He's not a wizard. <laughs> you are just having a bad day. So people now, every time they pray against your family, all the enemies in your household, in your family's household, you start thinking about your uncle. It may not be your uncle. Your uncle may just have a bad attitude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that may just be it. <laughs> or the uncle just submitted to an evil spirit. The, your problem is still the evil spirit, yeah. not the uncle. I've always learned one thing. I tie all my problems on Satan's He's neck. Not on any man. No man is my enemy. No man has the capacity to be my enemy. Man is flesh and blood. Say for wrestle not against flesh and blood. No man, no flesh, no blood is your enemy. For wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities and powers, dominions and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Come on, in high places. So if you start calling your uncle your enemy, you have totally missed it. In fact, Satan has won. Yes. Because they don't want you to know that they are, you, they are the enemy. Keep blaming the uncle. Keep blaming your brother in church. <laughs> that's, he, Satan has, that's victory for Satan. Keep blaming the usher. The usher, the usher looked at me one way. Flesh and blood is, is not your enemy. The Bible says it. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Your enemy are spirits that use flesh and blood. Yes, we admit that you can use your uncle. Yes, we admit they can use your brother to offend you. But your brother is still not the enemy. It's the spirit that's the enemy. Hang it on his neck. Let it be clear. Satan is our enemy. The devil is our enemy. Evil spirits are our enemies. Not God. Don't blame God. Not angels. Don't blame them. Not men. God will judge men. But we have to wrestle with those evil spirits. So it will take the spirit of God to bring these revelations. Oh, glory to God. 
You know, I say this ministration just a continuation of the prayers. Let's see it here. It says, For what, verse 11? For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things which are freely given to us. Okay? So, what he's saying here is clear that only the Spirit of God knows the mind of God. That's all. Say, for what man knoweth the, the, knoweth the things of a man, save the, the Spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. So it's only the Spirit of God who knows what is in God's heart and knows what is in God's mind. Now remember our prayer. What are we praying for? Thoughts. Remember? That we don't know where our thoughts come from. And if it's not come from God, because God says, My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. It means my thoughts and my ways came from this world. And obviously, we can link it back to the prince of this world, Satan. So it means that for me to access the thoughts of God, I need the Spirit of God. And He needs to reveal the thoughts of God by revelation to me. So every time revelation of righteousness is coming, righteousness revealed from faith to faith is coming to us. Do you know what is really coming? You don't know, what, you don't know how blessed we are. I don't know, sometimes we need, to, we need to just take a step back to realize the gravity of the blessing we are dealing with. What they are giving us is what is inside God. They are the spirit, the things of God. Inside, inside his heart, inside his mind. Somebody is going to excavate inside God. Do you get me? Your excavation means dig inside God. Take the thoughts that are inside God, not outside God. Inside God, and now bring it by revelation to a stupid man like me. To an, a, a dust. Put, and you now put it in my heart. <laughs> That's what we've been exposed to all these years. When you are under ministry of righteousness, meaning the ministry of revelation, revealed righteousness from faith to faith, doctrine of Christ, you are exposed to the thoughts of God consistently and it needs to overwhelm our souls it needs to keep coming it needs that's hosea chapter 6 he prepared himself as the morning and came unto us came unto us as the rain both the early and the latter rain unto the earth he needs to keep flooding us he needs to keep flooding us with his thoughts meaning with his revelation meaning with his word meaning with his truths meaning with his knowledge meaning with understanding he keeps to need it needs to continue the process needs to continue. I said the process needs to continue. The process needs to continue. This revelation process, this revelation ministry needs to continue. Because the revelation ministry is the ministry of bringing the thoughts of God by the Spirit of God into the hearts and the minds of men. Now imagine, I can't even imagine it. Imagine if everything in my heart and everything, ah, God, oh, help me. <laughs> imagine if everything in my heart and in my mind is what the Spirit of God has dug from God's mind and brought into my mind. That's everything that's in my mind. As Premier, you know, you mentioned it on Thursday that you have the mind of Christ. He wasn't talking to them because he called them carnal. And the carnal mind is an enmity with God. 
He was talking. He was talking about Paul and those his apostles who have journeyed. It means when you have received all the thoughts of God, then they will now say you have you have the mind of Christ. God, Jesus Christ, can we get there one day? I don't even know because this is in his menu. Uh, Perry, you're also thinking on Thursday that charity, you did charity for this thing mm-hmm. to carry God. Yeah. See, if you see how many this is, you need to bear all things to be able to carry all these things. To be able to carry all things, you need to bear all things. You need to endure all things. There's a reason for charity. It's a reason for why they stretch us. Charity stretches you. Hope. Make it not shall change. It stretches you. If you remember Reverend Mommy's message on Saturday morning, all those experiences she was going through. I, for me, I was, I was like, wow. It, what, what, what was the wow? You see how a soul has been stretched. Because why you see, why you see, me, I can't do it. That's what we are, that's why we are saying wow. If we can do it, you don't say wow. The reason why we are saying wow is because we can't do it yet. So it means that soul has been expounded beyond your soul, beyond your own capacity. So it means that soul can carry more. The weight that God can put, the, all things that God can put on such a soul, can, is more than a soul who hasn't gotten to that capacity yet. It's more than a soul who hasn't gotten to what? Gotten to that capacity yet. I believe we are blessed. So God will need to keep flooding my soul. The song I keep coming to me, ready, Baba Mode, overwhelm my soul, turn me over. <laughs> Every single <laughs> I was laughing, well, I song like that. Overwhelm my soul. I said, turn me over. Kick me. <laughs> you say all kinds of things. Turn me over. Take me over. Over flood me. Overwhelm my soul with this world of righteousness, with this waters of Christ, with this revelation of the spirits. That because the day you know is bringing it from inside God, that day you will also sing that song. The reason why we may not be singing that song, Overwhelm my soul, is because we are afraid. We don't. <laughs> but the day you know that it is God they are putting inside you. It is how God is God's thoughts they are putting inside you. It is the inside of God that they are putting inside you. Am I lying? Mm. First, First Corinthians chapter two verse eleven. First Corinthians chapter two verse eleven, ten and eleven says that that is what they are bringing to us: the mind of God, the thoughts of God, the desires of God. What is inside God called all things that are God. They are bringing it to us by revelation by the Spirit and they are inserting it into our hearts, into our minds. It's like, you know, when you have, I, I, I think about, you know, a computer room where there are so many computers and they, or like, a, let me use a library, a bookshelf. Your soul is like a bookshelf and they have to expand the library first. Do you get me? One revelation is like one book. They have to, they not label it A to Z. I remember in my school library, A to Z. They now label it numbers. So when you are looking for a book, you look at the number and then you now go to the D, C, this, and now find the book. So your soul can be a library where one precept is here, another precept is there, 
another line is there, another line is there, line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. After, if you do that for a long time, allow the construction. Before you know it, your library will be full with books. Your soul will be full with books, floods, waters, many waters, many books in your soul. And all those books are called Thoughts of God. <laughs> Archives of God. <laughs> they call it yeah. <laughs> they can it can be so much you deep you can now enter into yeah. Now excuse me, is that not are you not rich? Is that not blessing? You are wealthy. That is true riches. That's why Paul called it the unsearchable riches of Christ. Why does he call it unsearchable? It needs to come to you by revelation. You can't go and there's no you can't go and do ultimate search for it. Like <laughs> communicating. You can't go where they do observation, where they go to Gabon. One forest in Gabon and they are looking for one diamond, one stupid thing that they hid somewhere. And people will not spend days ultimate search. No, you can't find it on this earth. No matter where you excavate, go to Gabon, go to Mauritania, go to Mozambique, go to Hawaii, you will not find this thing. It's by revelation. Where it is, is in heaven, in places, in Christ Jesus. And it comes to us by revelation. Holy Ghost will have to search it out from the mind of God and bring it to us by revelation. Are we blessed? Bring it to us by revelation and start install installing. That's another way. Another another way to describe it is an installation. Different softwares start installing precept upon precept. One precept is one installation. Another precept is another installation. Before you know, you you now see your computer's memory is full. <laughs> Do you get? It? You know your computer memory when you buy your laptop, the memory is not full. Maybe you have thirty-two gigabytes. You first start with four gigabytes. I always wonder how after one or two years before you know you start this thing starts showing red yeah. that there's only 0.2 gigabytes left. I'm wondering what is inside this thing. <laughs> All your files, documents, pictures, videos. You are always installing something in the laptop. Before you know, people now tell me that I'm always the thing always curious. Why do people have to go and buy? They call it that not just memory stick, that external drive. As is your computer space not enough, you have to go and buy external drive. So what are you putting in there? So the same way they are putting things inside of us. Godly things. And in time past, Satan was putting things inside of us. <laughs> so the way God does, as God is installing one document, one file, he's deleting another one. The one that Satan put before. So before you know it, all our things will be full with the thoughts of God. That is eternal salvation. Where there is no space for Satan again inside. You are too full with God. Is eternal salvation. In closing, then we begin to round up. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you today. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Then we begin to round up.
Imagine if all the software in your mind and in your heart, meaning all the knowledge in your mind and your heart, all the thoughts in your mind and in your heart are God's thoughts. Whenever we want to make decisions in life, do you know where we pick from? We pick from this storage inside yes. us. It's what you know that you used to make decisions yes. out of. You pick from the storage inside you. And you use that because that storage is where your is your safety. Mm-hmm. Because we like we try we try not to try down that stuff we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. It's until we know it first, study it, and before you know, and you put the storage inside, and before you now be able to ready to do it. So most times, most majority of our actions comes from our storage. Mm-hmm. Comes from the storage in our soul. Mm-hmm. Majority of our actions mm-hmm. come from the storage in our soul. Now, what I am saying is that if all the storage, what I am saying is that if all the storage in your soul is God's thoughts, are you seeing eternal life? Mm. That is eternal life. It means that there will be no space. You will never ever pick a wrong thought. Mm. You will never ever do it. You will never ever pick a wrong thought because there's, there's nothing, there's no wrong thought inside you anymore. All the storage is all the storage facility in your soul is filled up 100%, not 99%, filled up to the brain with the waters of life, with the thoughts of God. It means that there'll be absolutely no space, no space, no iota of space for you to pick the wrong thoughts. Then, what would you call that man? That man is safe. They get me now. Very safe. That's what he's safe because you can never turn. Do you know why you can never turn? There's no way, there's nothing inside you that can, you can pick from to use to start your turning. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could. There's no material again inside you that you can, you know, when you want to start, you want to pick something to start turning, you have to pick from somewhere to start to initiate the turning. There's nothing left that you can even use as an, a trace. And we're not there yet, right? There's nothing left that you can use as a trace of an old life that you cannot use to now retrace your steps back. There's nothing left. That's what we call eternal salvation. Eternal salvation. My prayer for us this afternoon is that God will take us there. We will journey together till we get there. None of us will draw back onto petition. But we shall believe unto the saving of the soul. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you today. We give you all the praise. We give you all the adoration. We exalt your holy name for uh, the meeting today. Thank you for how you have blessed us today. Father, we exalt you. Lord, we bless you. Thank you, Father, because you are instituting your thoughts in our hearts and in our minds. Father, thank you because you are warring with enmities in our minds. Uh, we know that somewhere we are still your enemies in the way we think. Help us eliminate enmity. Let us not have any iota of carnal mind left. For the carnal mind is enmity against you, my Father. Help me. I say help us. I speak for all of us, I believe. I'm trusting for all of us that we are in agreement this afternoon. That we don't want that mind anymore. We don't want a carnal mind anymore. We don't want an unrepenting heart anymore. We don't want a heart that turns away from you anymore. We don't want a heart, a mind that has any form of enmity against you again. We are giving you the rights and we are giving you the freedom of expression. Take us over. 
Overwhelm our souls. Baba, Father, Jesus, overwhelm my soul. Overwhelm our souls with eternal life. Overwhelm our souls with the waters of life. Bring us your thoughts. Bring us the thoughts of your Father. Bring us the thoughts of your Father. And don't relent. Keep bringing it, whether we like it or not. Whether we are interested in it or not. Make us, arrest us in this world. Arrest us in this place. Make us your prisoners. Make us prisoners of the word of righteousness. Make us prisoners of the doctrine of Christ. Superimpose your will upon us. We surrender our free will to you. Superimpose your will upon us. And make us prisoners. Prisoners of your will. Prisoners of your thoughts. Prisoners. Make us captives of our God. Make us captives of our God. We want to be captives. We want to be in captivity to our maker. We want to be in captivity to our God. We want to be captives. We want to be captured. We want to be captured. We want to be captives. We want to be captives. Emeka palaya, kafala palio, sika manta, emeti fata matiha, emefi panamahasia, emefi panamahasia, emeni kamanahasia. Make us captives of God. We want to be in captivity to our Maker. We love our Maker, our husband man. Oh, make us in captivity. Make us captives. Make us captives. Make us captives of our God. We want to be in captivity to His thoughts. We want to be in captivity to His heart desire. We want to be in captivity to His spirit. We want to be in captivity to the spirit of prophecy. We want to be in captivity to our Lord Jesus. We want to be in captivity to the Father. Make us captives. Make us captives. Bring us in captivity to God. Bring us in captivity to God. Make me a captive. Make me a prisoner of Jesus. Make me a prisoner of God. Make me captive. Bring me to captivity. I want to be in captivity to God. I want to be in captivity to my maker. I want to be in captivity to my husband, man. I want to be in captivity to my maker. Make me a captive of my God. Make me a captive of my God. I don't trust myself. Make me a captive to my God. Make us captives to our God. In the name of Jesus. Help us, my Father. Let your sovereign will be done. Let it rain upon this earth as it is in heaven. Start with us. Let this rain upon within us. In the name of Jesus. We have prayed. Amen. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your holy name. Lord, we honor you. Lord, we adore you. Lord, we exalt you. Praises be unto you, O God. For you are our God. This God shall be our God forever. He shall be our guide even until the end. Even until death. He will guide us. He will lead us. He will help us. He will bring us the captivity of your son. We will be captives of the son of God. We will serve him all the days of our lives. Help us, my Father. Strengthen us, my Father. Whatsoever is weak amongst us, strengthen. Strengthen our feeble means. Provide for us. I also pray for provision. Your word says that you supply all our needs according to your riches in glory. We are fit men. We believe you. We believe you to the end. You will provide. However you want to provide, you will keep us. You will provide us for us all. You will, you will sustain us all. We will never go wanting. We will never go need. You dwell between the cherubim. Shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You 